Hey everyone, what's going on? I'm Coach Mike and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, so today we're going to dive into something because every once in a while you read an article um, or you hear a news report and it just sets you off. It's infuriating because you realize um, on a grand scheme what is happening and you can't believe that more people aren't taking notice. Um, And right now, We're at a place where it seems as though society is intentionally attempting to make us sick. So the giant question is this, how do we as parents, teachers, school administrators, policymakers, coaches, how do we prepare our kids for a future that doesn't yet exist? All while making them healthier, more creative, more innovative, better problem solvers, and overall successful contributors to society. That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Coach Mike, and welcome to the MindFit Method Podcast. So let me start with this. Um, If you, you, you may have found over the years that living a healthy lifestyle, eating healthy, trying to stay fit is expensive, right? It takes time and it takes money to be able to do both. But I'm going to tell you right now, as someone who has worked in the healthcare industry, uh, in the in the hospital world specifically, uh, for the last thirteen years, um, I can tell you that if you think being healthy and eating healthy and you know is expensive or is time consuming, try being sick because that will show you beyond a reasonable doubt that. It is not expensive to eat healthy and to live healthy and to exercise and to find the time to do it, but it is extremely time-consuming to be sick and then get caught up in the healthcare system that we have today. And where this is really coming from is that just recently, um, Joe Rogan, so I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. I know he's a very politically polarizing figure today, but Joe Rogan nailed something on the head really really big lately because... He started talking about professors uh, that were out of the University of British Columbia in Canada that were defending unhealthy lifestyles. Now, think about this. You have professors, right? These are the people that are supposed to be teaching us education. They're supposed to be teaching us how to be the best versions of ourselves. And they're actually saying that you should never include the caloric intakes on a menu when you go to a restaurant because it can be triggering for uh, people that have a difficult relationship with food. And essentially what they want us to do is you know, step away from the nutrition information and just put a greater focus on the enjoyment of food and creating a satisfying experience. Well, I'm going to say this right now because especially with COVID that just went through, when when COVID first happened, and I, I work specifically in hospitals that are for patients that are on a ventilator, our job is to wean them off of the ventilator and get them breathing on their own once again. And during COVID, in the pulmonologists that I would work with, the intensive care ICU doctors that I would work with, they actually told me flat out that they could walk down a hallway when COVID first hit um, and tell which patients were going to die without even having to see that patient's chart. And they were basing it upon uh, a person's weight, a person's height, uh, and and a person's ethnicity. And while that sounds crazy, it was because so much of the situation revolved around the word obesity. And obesity has become this word 
that you just can't talk about today because everyone is afraid that it's it's going to offend someone. But guys, obesity is science. So for everyone out there who's saying you have to follow the science, and let me be very clear, do not ever follow science um, blindly, right? Science is the same um, institution of the world that told us that margarine is better than butter until it wasn't, right? Until all of a sudden it came out that margarine was actually one molecule away from plastic and that's what we were consuming in our bodies and it was not better than butter. Science is what told us, oh, we need to scientifically create something called trans fatty acids because it would be so much better for us than saturated fat. And guess what? Until it wasn't. So never follow science blindly because science, unfortunately, and I'm this sounds kind of blunt and I know that, but science, unfortunately, every single scientific study is paid for by someone for a specific purpose to be able to find a reason to back up, to support, or to overturn an idea. And that's it. So I would love to know what in the world made these professors come out and essentially say, just go ahead and eat like crap on a regular basis. Now, look, it's not that people need to eat perfect all the time, and you should have a good relationship with food, but you have to understand that food over the last 20, 30, 40 years has undergone chemical and physical changes, right? The amount of food that we have to eat today to consume a very high amount of calories is very little because food has been calorically densified. And it is 100% okay to understand that there's a difference between junk food and healthy food. Now, understand, I'm not even talking about weight loss here because in the end, although this may be disputed, a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. So when it comes to actual calories and whether or not you are storing calories as body fat or you are burning calories, a calorie is a calorie and that's it. Um, I know just for myself, because I know my weight fluctuates up and down, I fluctuate 10 pounds, uh, I can fluctuate by the week. And there is no one to blame for that but me. And it depends on what I eat. As soon as I consume more than 1,850 calories uh, in a day, I gain weight. doesn't matter what my activity level is, but as soon as I consume more than that, I gain weight. When I reduce my caloric intake and I'm walking more than 10,000 steps a day and I'm hitting a workout once a day, um, my weight either maintains or I'm able to drop body fat. It's, it's literally that simple. Um, but now we have professors saying, you know, don't call a donut junk food because that could be mean and triggering to someone. Guys, data is data. Information is information. If we're not telling the truth, it's not to say that people shouldn't eat donuts, right? But it is to say people need to, should know the difference between the two. Because if you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you're going to buy a donut and you are being you know, calorically conscious, conscious um, you may enjoy the fact that they, the, uh, caloric, uh, or the calories for each one of those donuts is listed there. Whether or not they are accurate or not is a whole other story, but at least they are listed there. And it's not even just in the food world, okay? You know, not that long ago, I'm going to say two, three years ago, um, you know, science, quote unquote, put out that you should really try to hit 10,000 steps every day, right? You want to be able to walk and get out there. Um, walking is the most basic thing that our bodies can do. And if you can do it, you should do it. So they said, you know, you should really try to hit 10,000 steps a day. 
And then all of a sudden they came out and said, ah, you know what? That might be really hard for a lot of people. So even if you just hit 6,000 steps a day, it's okay. Right? What they keep doing is they keep trying to find what is called uh, a MEL, the minimum effective load, M-E-L, that someone needs to do in order to do something. Instead of saying, you should be able to try to do as much as you can within reason. And while this sounds awful like conspiracy theorists or however you say that word, um, you know, we have to remember something. We are at a point now uh, in 2020, I don't know what the 2021 data is, but I know in 2020 um, that the United States spent um, approximately 20% of our GDP, of our gross domestic product, is based on healthcare, right? And this is actually... Keep in mind, healthcare is not healthcare. Healthcare is sick care. You don't go to a hospital because you're healthy to go get healthcare, right? You go to a hospital because you're sick because you need care while you are sick. And while there are plenty of illnesses, and I've said this before, that guys, we don't have control over, there are plenty of things that we do. And what we, how we take care of our bodies, what we put into our bodies is a huge um, testament to how well our bodies are uh, going to function and whether or not we pu- are putting ourselves at a greater risk of uh, getting other illnesses like diabetes. Um, you know, a huge standpoint for diabetes or a huge catalyst of diabetes is obesity. Uh, but what's happening now is we are focusing so much on the emotional and what is triggering or what is not triggering someone instead of saying you need to take personal responsibility for what happens with your body when it comes to how you utilize it, how much exercise and activity you do and what you put into it. We, we, we can't, we're getting to a point where we're trying to shift all responsibility away from the individual so that they feel okay about their current situation. But we know for a fact that as people get more and more unhealthy, as their um, their activity level and their exercise levels decrease, and as they tend to gain weight or be unhealthy or start to have issues that where that's making them sick, their mental health is not better, right? Now you're going to be triggered in a different situation because now you're going to be facing things like depression that you, that you then have to fight against and try to claw your way back out of. And I hate to say this, but I'm going to go here, but it is affecting us as men too, because all of a sudden our testosterone levels are dropping. Okay. Um, they want, it seems like society wants us to be this sedentary individual, especially if you're a guy with a dad bod, right? Back in the eighties, everything that was celebrated were, you know, physiques that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Chuck Norris. And now we're in a situation where we glorify the dad bod because we don't want to make people feel bad. And everybody is unique. Literally, body. I don't mean everybody. Everybody is unique. It's going to, you know, everyone has their strengths, their weaknesses. Um, I see it between me and my boys. Um, you know, each one of my kids' physiques is completely different. I have one who's more of an ectomorph. I have one who's seemingly, you know, more of an endomesomorph. Um, so they're, they're all um, unique in their own way. But when 20% of our GDP is based upon healthcare, what is the incentive for our society to make people healthier? Because that is going to negatively impact our GDP because so much of it is spent on healthcare. And let's be honest, the um, the costs that a hospital charges are completely out of control. 
and then I'm going to tell you a story that I really haven't shared with, with anyone outside of my immediate family, but I had my own health scare recently. Um, back in June, I was, um, I was having a stressful day at work, which everyone has a stressful day at work, right? It was a little more stressful than usual, but um, I had a lot of tightness in my chest. And I went home that night. It was about 7.45 at night. I'm laying on my couch, and all of a sudden, my watch, my iWatch, makes a sound I had never heard before. I was like, what? What is that? And I look at it, and my watch says that, you know, it says, alert, you've been sedentary for more than 10 minutes and your resting heart rate is over 130 beats a minute. And I'm like, what? That's impossible. So I take my watch, I actually hit the heart rate button to see what my heart rate was. And it said 134 beats a minute. And that went on a full weekend until I got to the point where my wife said to me, you need to go to the ED. Like it's not getting better. And I actually remember at one point saying, you know what? I just read if you eat a banana, it can help lower your heart rate. And I think she wanted to punch me in the face at that point. She's like, yeah, you take that banana and whatever, but you need to go to the ED, right? So I did. And it turns out that I was in full A flutter. I had a racing heart rate and needed to have two medical procedures done in order to get it back into normal rhythm. And then three weeks later, boom, it happened again. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, again, if you think being healthy is expensive and time-consuming, wait until you're sick because then the bills started to come in. And what blew me away more than any other part of that bill wasn't the, the tissue box that costs you know, $5 or the Tylenol that costs $35. It was the COVID test, right? The COVID test that I had to have prior to actually getting my procedure that costed $575 for a COVID test. Like the COVID test that I can go to the post office and get for free from the government. Yet I'm being charged 500 and more than $500 just for a COVID test. So to say that, you know, it's it's time consuming and it's expensive to be healthy, to eat healthy foods. Um, one of my friends recently posted on Facebook and he really went off on a rant too because, um, you know, his kids were swimming and he was concerned about the rate of childhood obesity that you can physically see when kids are swimming. And instantly what I saw people respond to him was, yeah, but you have to understand it's expensive to eat healthy. I'm telling you right now, that is a facade. It is a lie, okay? Because if you go to McDonald's today and you order like a number one value meal, I don't know where the heck the value is, but you order a number one value meal, um, you are going to pay about $10 for that. $10 for a burger and fries and a drink, all of which are literally terrible for you. Okay. Yet I can go to the store and buy a head of broccoli, a potato and some chicken for much less than that. So again, that is instantly where people want to go. They say, oh, but it's too expensive to do this. That is a lie. It is not true. Okay. Yes. If you're going to eat caviar and you're going to eat things that are super expensive. Okay. But if you're going to eat vegetables and a starch and a lean protein, it is not as expensive as you think. Although the lean protein right now because of inflation has gone through the roof, but you can still do, okay, you're going to spend less than $10 for that meal. Okay. Otherwise, think about this. You have a family of four, right? And you go to McDonald's where people say they got, they, they you know need to go because they can't buy healthy food. Um, four people, four meals would be $40. How often on your grocery bill are you spending $40 to make dinner at home? 
right? It's about what our priorities are, what our time is, and being able to make the time to do those things and to have it be a priority. And the problem is that, you know, people tend to think that, um, you know, their time is so precious. But guys, and again, and I've talked about this in a previous episode when it comes to priorities and habit stacking and all of this. So many times we have the time. What we don't have is the priority because we say we don't have time to exercise. We say we don't have time to do things. But then, um, you know, in the next post we put out, we say, uh, can anyone tell me the next Netflix show that I should binge uh, because I just finished my last one? If you are binging shows on Netflix, you have time, right? Um, Look at your screen time on your phone on a regular basis. Um, Please understand that technology companies today, and this is an interesting point to make. In the past, um, 20, 30 years ago, our biggest economies were based around, around resources. So oil, mining, things like that, That were those were where our economies were driven by because those were the resources that were the most valuable. But there's a very different resource that people need to think about today, and that resource is attention. Because if you notice, every time you pick up your phone, the apps and the technology of your phone is doing everything it can to keep you on, keep your eyeballs on that phone, on that technology, which essentially means on advertisements as long as possible. I see people complain all the time on Facebook that they don't know where all their friends went because all that comes up on Facebook are ads. Well, there's a reason for that because Facebook found that you will still go on Facebook and tolerate all the ads as long as it is a three to one ratio. So for every three ads, there has to be a post from your your friends or your, your contacts or connections on Facebook, right? But if the, the resource now is attention. And in order to get that attention, for the most part, you have to be doing nothing. And that's why I truly feel that society today is intentionally making us sicker. I've said this before. It's just like the Disney movie Wally, right? In Wally's situation, they didn't even want people walking. Everyone had to be in a motorized chair. It wasn't because they were handicapped, but it was because they were so weak that they could not physically walk and get out of that chair. That is the world that we are diving into today, and it is terrifying. So if, when you have kids, right, one of the things I'm really trying to teach my kids is that you are the master of your own destiny, right? You are the master of your time. You are the master of how you are going to approach each day and how you are going to approach the future. But sometimes we get so caught up in the future, we don't think about the present and what is happening right now. And honestly, the only thing that you can control more than anything else is the present, It's not the future because it hasn't happened yet. So you can't control it yet. You can do things in the present to influence the future, but you cannot say, if I do this right now, that will definitely have an impact on my future because you don't know what's going to happen between A and B. So I know this was a bit of a rant today, but I really just wanted to get this message out to you guys because after seeing, uh, you know, what Joe Rogan was talking about and how professors now are telling people it's okay to do the most unhealthy things possible as long as you feel good doing it. They are trying to set you up in a situation to make you sicker and which just feeds you right into the fact that our uh, spending in the United States specifically, uh, 20% of our GDP is based upon healthcare and always remember that healthcare is not healthcare, it is sick care. 
Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I do have one ask for you. If you would please share this episode with a friend or share it on your social media, tag me in it. I'd love to hear your comments of what you're thinking about the episodes. And also feel free to reach out to me on any of the social media, Instagram, Facebook, and let me know what you want me to talk about next. I love to hear what you guys are thinking about and what you think is important to you. So thanks so much for your time today and until next time.